welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm drunk. I'm Mizzy. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta fix Mizzy's screen, of course, because it's always messing up on us. Uh, shenanigans. Shenanigans. Welcome to episode 263. Today's episode, we're going to talk about um, hobbying, how to make sure it stays a hobby, make sure it doesn't go too crazy, you know, all that good fun stuff. I don't know why this is causing so many problems. I blame John again. And John blames you, so it's fine. Oh, no, I'll take it right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Don't know why. So we'll fix this later. But welcome to another episode. Um, let's take all of our sponsors. We want to thank Muse on Minis. Make sure you go check them out, guys, and go get uh, cool tokens, cool sets, cool things to play with. Um, we always, we have an affiliate link in every part of our world, so you can find it. Um, we want to thank Parallel Barrel More Games for making Conquest and having some cool miniatures in there. Uh, also, if you liked it, make sure you click the link and you can get 10% off your order. Um, let's see, who's next? Turbo Dork. They're always awesome with their good metallic, uh, paint and turbo shifting paints. Make sure you check them out. We'll be giving away some gift certificates soon. Um... And that we want to thank Midnight Heroes, a uh, great maker of mini chi, uh, chibi miniatures and also a chibi miniature game, which will be at Warfare Weekend. Thanks, right? I think they're going to be at ReaperCon, so you'll be seeing them there first if you go to that. Uh, we want to thank Creature Gasser for supporting them, letting us uh, paint cool miniatures and giving us some cool paints to do it with, um, which we will be using some of those today because we'll be working on my. Uh, Boomhaller model and trying to get a little bit further on that. Uh, did I miss anybody? Don't think so. But don't, don't, don't put too much into my military <laughs> membership right now. Because you're pretty drunk, is that what you're telling me? I'm okay now. Okay, you're okay now. You, you didn't know. have rice and meat? No, no, just, uh, just a kind bar and uh, rest that water. I'm doing okay. Okay. I figured it was okay when I lived through the stairs. Hydrated with the H2Os. Yep. Pace yourself. That's the true. That's the point. Um, Facts. So we actually, let's go ahead and get to, you know, the very important part, because we were talking about drinking. What are you drinking today? Uh, I'm going to drink some of this Jackson Morgan Southern Cream Southern Bread Pudding Liqueur. Oh, my gosh. As you can tell, I've already started this earlier in the week. I mean, that I saw this interesting. thought of my buddy Morton Joe and was like, because he loves bread pudding. And I'm like, ah, fuck it, I'll buy it. Uh, result, it's not very intense flavor. It's kind of like having like a Kahlua almost. Kind of like drinking okay. Kahlua sort of straight. It's, it's not quite the same flavor, but that sort of cream feeling, you know, it's, it's very drinkable. It's kids juice. It's fucking 30 proof. Who cares? kid juice <laughs> i mean this kid's juice is fucking 30 proof 300 pounds of john does not care about 30 proof i'm here to tell you but no i'll be drinking that i was gonna mix it with stuff but uh i tried a little bit of a quasi mudslide and it was not better enough than drinking it straight for me to fucking bother i mean what are you guys drinking I assume water, but hey, he might. Hey, guess me. what? John's right. 
I, Midnight Heroes, I, I like some of the old smoky moonshine, but I can't drink it too much. It's uh it's an interesting flavor. Mostly the cherry one, but we have uh we had a bad experience, so I don't get the cherry one too often. <laughs> <laughs> the uh the apple ones are a little too intense. There's other apple liqueurs I like better, but uh they're pretty good. Guns, are you drinking water too? I'm also, of course, drinking water. I mean, I'm still trying to get all my stuff done. I got, got the health stuff. You got the health stuffs. Lime and ginger beer for a mocktail. Yeah, no, I love ginger beer. Ginger beer is, and people look at me strange. Fucking, if you like ginger flavor and you're trying to make a thing, don't fucking get ginger ale. Get fucking ginger beer. Ginger beer is too much for me. I'm I'm a weakling. I will take. I will stick with my ginger ale. I believe in you. You can handle it. Don't like, I don't it's like also, the taste of ginger. It's also, I, I'm not a huge fan of his ginger, but ginger beer is just at that level. Like when they go, when you go to like the, uh, the uh, where they grow out in front of you, the uh, Japanese grills they grow out in front of you, and they Baji. give you the salad with the ginger. Like that's generally a little much for me. Oh yeah. But ginger yeah. beer is fine. I, especially if you're mixing something, if it calls for ginger or ginger beer, fucking mixing, use ginger beer. Trust me way better okay are are there certain brands to avoid uh, or to have preference when so it comes i to buy beer? i buy reed's ginger beer and they have okay. three levels which okay. is regular extra and jesus fucking christ <laughs> <laughs> i buy extra okay because i'm not sure i want jesus fucking christ and regular was a little lighter i mean regular is fine though okay like, if I were to drink ginger beer on the regular just by itself, I would buy the regular. Once in a while, the extra's good because it's, it's just such a crisp taste. Like, now, after drinking a bunch of ginger ale, is just, like, too sweetie for that flavor. It just doesn't work for me anymore. So, Legionnaire says, try the Trader Joe ginger beer. Try all of them. Just, just try them. If you like ginger ale, try ginger beer at least so you can see. Especially if you're mixing it. Just give it so, a shot. If it's for you, go. I tried the Fever Tree. Uh, so Fever, Fever Tree is extra. They're like... Okay, that that might yeah. be my problem. So take it down a notch. You're at 11, okay. take it down to like 10 or 9. Okay, all right. I can do that. <laughs> like, good, if you like that flavor, Fever Tree does good stuff. But you probably need to take it down a notch. Yeah. Oh, I'm right. on this. I'm drinking right. it. I'm willing to try it again. <laughs> You got to try everything twice. You might have been doing it wrong the first time. Hey, that's why we ask friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Guys, we appreciate everybody that's listening and watching, uh, whether you join us live or you listen to us on any of our multitude of streams and sections. We are very happy that you're here. Um, make sure you take care of each other. Oh, wait, we do have a shout out this week. Yeah, oh. Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin. Indeed. Oh, I find it amusing. He's been in so many movies, but I really, really only know him from one. And I was going to say, <laughs> it better be that too. Oh, yeah. Could the not Rocketeer. imagine. <laughs> I fucking love The Rocketeer. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh, Alan Arkin is great. He plays his role perfectly. I mean, granted, I think that movie is super duper underrated, but Alan Arkin's great in it. I've seen him in other things too here or there, but He's a great actor. He just, he's one of those ones where you see him and he's going to be that role. You, he may not stand out to you because he fucking fades into that role perfectly. 
Oh yeah, I even actually watched that uh, this weekend because I it, wanted to, but I ran out of time. Yeah, it's it's super super good. I'll give a quick recap whenever we go to the Let, section. Let's be honest; it's the reason the director Joe Johnston got hired by Marvel to make Captain America: The First Avenger, and it was the fucking perfect choice there too. Oh yeah. So, um, but guys, like we were saying, make sure you take care of yourself. Look after each other. Uh, if you see something, say something. If you can do something, do something. If you can't, find somebody that will. Because yep. a lot of fucking around going around right now. You need to be helping them find out. Find out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. 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 Oh, wait, hold on. I barely chose alcohol comparatively. <sighs> Shit, fuck yeah, this water is good. <laughs> really? Really? Like, look, so when quenched. I'm hot and dry mouth, water is amazing. <laughs> when I'm not, water exists. <laughs> I drink mostly water now. Uh, I have a Sprite once a week, but mostly it's with water. That's all I've been drinking lately. Like, I shit You have out. a liter of Sprite a week. Well, to be fair, I had a fucking a medium-sized cherry <laughs> Coke at the movie today. We'll talk about that later. Oh, but... yeah. But mostly it's water. Yes, Legionnaires. It is way too damn hot outside. Yeah, everybody really needs to take care of each other right now because um, there was somebody that l dumped a dog out by one of our coffee shops around here, and it was a puppy. And it was just laying in the middle of the asphalt, black puppy. And I'm like, if I Those find bastards. out who you are, I will kick the shit out of you. Someone picked it up and, you know, took uh, care of it. I'm not going to mince words. If I find out who you are. It is likely I will kill you. <laughs> I'm like, You're, especially right now. That, I mean, yeah, we've got, no, fuck. We've got, we've got a lot of hot weather going on right now, and there's nothing you can do. The only thing that will save you is getting out of it. There are shelters to drop animals at. Just take it to the shelter. It'll be taken care of. Fucking A. Yeah. It was like it's a lab dog, too. So, I mean, like, damn. That would have been a good dog. Bastards. But, yeah. Can't handle it. That's That's on my list of... List of nope. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> want to find you to make you find out because you done fucked around. Yeah. You don't want to defer fucking around either because when you defer fucking around, the finding out is so much more. Uh, but yeah, definitely if you're going to be out in the heat and you're working in the heat because you have to pace yourself, hydrated, drink water. Yeah, it's like, bad right now. There's toxic masculinity has told us that we need to keep going blah 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 no if you're fucking feeling it stop take a break drink some water find some shade there's who cares if this guy's like oh you're not who cares fuck those guys fuck take care guys. of yourself they ain't looking at you after your health they're just trying to stand up to that fucking toxic bullshit. masculinity bullshit and it's bullshit so take care of yourselves one more, and it'll be done for the rest of the thing. But let me go and switch over the camera. Because I'm going to make sure everything's... Ah, I figured that was going to happen. My battery ran out as we were on break. So, hold on, let me start it back over. Um, but while we're fixing the camera... Um, John had a really cool topic, because he's always bringing up all these cool topics. You know, every time we, you know, get on the air, he usually has like a... Something that just happens quite quickly. Um, 
before the podcast. <laughs> 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 oh, rough. I don't know what to do with that. Man. They come back. And here it was. I was going to throw under the bus for coming in and not knowing what the fucking topic was. You asked me if I was okay to podcast, but there was no topic listed. <laughs> it was called Gonzo thought of it on the fly. There it goes. All right. What? You're not Gonzo. planning all the way in advance? Look at my shocked face. Yeah. <laughs> I do not. Oh, crap. Now the camera's messed up even more. Um, this time it's not my fault. In that case, I'm going to show off my uh, my action figure display. Look, I got comic characters. I got the Rocketeer in the back. I got Beta Ray Bill. I got the Thing. I got Wonder Man. I got U.S. Agent, and I got uh, the Last Ronin. I know who the Last Ronin is. I know. I know. I know. My only yeah. problem is that two of these guys are maybe even three of these guys are seven inch scale. Like I think the Last Ronin seven inch scale. Rocketeer is definitely seven inch scale. Beta Ray Bill seven inch scale. The rest of these guys are six inch scale, so it makes the sizes very odd. You know. Also, I think Wonder Man might be a little taller than he's supposed to be. I don't think he's supposed to be placed that tall, but it's okay. You can also kind of see Dritz and uh, one of our who I I opened this week, but more on them later. Makes just some good stuff. But there's there's this week's cool display. Nice. Best figure in this last Ronin. Super cost-effective, lots of good stuff, and if you haven't read that one, it's a fucking great graphic novel. There you go, Gonzo. You, oh, didn't didn't vamp enough. We still got camera problems. <laughs> it's coming back. It's just taking its time. No, not that I'm upset by any of the seven-inch figures, but I'm actually going to have a seven-inch display and a six-inch display because, like, Beta Ray Bill is fucking huge compared to these guys, and he's not that tall, and uh. The Rocketeer, who I grab again, I gave him a uh, Tommy gun because it's appropriate, but it's a little small because it's a six-inch scale Tommy gun, not a seven-inch scale. So it's it looks cool. okay, but not as good as it could. I looked, I'm like, I. That's how I researched. I'm like, oh yeah, he's seven-inch scale, which is too bad. Because I wanted to play with him, World War II Captain America and Indiana Jones, because that is a fucking cool display. All World War II appropriate. Working on the Captain America. Nice. Rocketeer kind of display, kind of uh, obfuscates it with the jetpack thing he's flying, so it looks uh, you don't isn't click in your brain that he's a different scale as well as like Battery Bill, who's fucking standing a head taller than the thing, and you're like, what the fuck? Anyways, so topic. Um... Going after the past few weeks of doing, you know, you know, hobbying and putting together models and putting together a shit ton of models, uh, it got me doing like, am I having fun? <laughs> and it became a chore putting together these models, which, you know, that's something you have to do. But I was like, then someone was like doing the whole thing because we were talking about podcasting and they were like, oh, how much money are you making? And, you know, blah, blah, ah. blah. And, you know, that whole thing. And because you're got... making money. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Buying Gonzo's camera. <laughs> Buying well, that's, podcast stuff. That's never what it was for. No, yeah. And that's the we thing. We only do that 
to cover, like, if my mic dies, I don't necessarily have the money right up to hand to buy a new one. It's to help cover expenses like that. Yeah. Yes. If something breaks, we can send you money and get some new stuff and cover the hosting costs for all the... Yeah, we still want to lose is. money on it. We don't want to make... We don't need to make money on it. Right. But, you know, that came up because, I mean, eventually, you burnout is a thing. Hmm? Whether we like it or not. There we go. And so we have to be careful of that. And, you know, I know plenty of people that, like, start a podcast and then they try to do it and then... It's, it's work. Then they stop because there's, you know, work to it. Yeah, like, even at the level we do it, which is not super intense, there's still work to it. Yeah. I still have to load everything up, get everything ready. Well, you just don't realize the fact that, I mean, it affects how we schedule our time as well. You know, that's part of the why, you know, Menoff John retired is because he wanted his Sunday nights back. Can't blame him. Luckily, I don't watch football, so I don't care about that shit. <laughs> don't care about no football. Nope. So. But, I mean, that was, that was the thing is how do we make sure, because some people get really really popular off of their you know their channels and mm -hmm. doing stuff i mean i get recognized i mean captain mizzy got recognized which is still weird <laughs> like it's fine but it's weird yeah i mean it was weird uh you know a couple people recognized me um it was you know, surprising but you know not uncool yeah. you know with the uh war machine weekend that one time i got to go you know, guys from other podcasts, like, oh, hey, John, how's it going? And I'm like, I only know you from podcasts, guys, but it's, it's super cool. Oh, MayaCast? Yeah, that's too bad. I like MayaCast. They were good. Oh, Don't were really they... do much Infinity anymore, but... Did they say they're shutting you down? Um, I mean, uh, uh, Xanderborg yeah. said they ended their run, but I guess those guys have been doing it for a while. Oh, yeah, they, was, they, they're both was... really busy dudes do other things. And that was the Infinity Pack podcast to listen to. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, most of the ones I listened to went away. I mean, there was the the Krug that went away. I mean, those were good dudes. They were very silly and fun, sort of like my people. But you know what happens? I mean, you, and that's the thing. It's sort of the topic is when does your hobby become a job? Um, you know, like, uh, let's go keep in the hobby in general. Um, uh, Ginny D, who does uh, D and D stuff, people like Commander because it's like, oh my god, I can't believe you you make money off this and you're acting like a kid. I'm like, who cares? Like, she's managed to turn something she loves, D and D, and and sort of cosplaying and all that stuff, into either a supplement or an actual job, and that's fucking great. You know, there's a saying. If you work in what you love, you'll never truly work a day in your life. And that's great. That's what we should all be striving for, working in what we love. It's not always possible. Yes. You know, you look at all the people, you know, the the Dana Howells, the Duncan Rhodes, all those people who take that passion for something in the hobby and manage to turn it into actually a real job is great. But, but here, you have to here, here, realize it's yeah. become your job. 
it is now a job, not a hobby, even though it can still be a hobby and, you know, that you're, you're doing stuff that you like to do, but it's going to take up a lot of time. Yeah. And, and it's going to change the way you work on stuff. You know, look at the people who paint stuff for a living, the professional painters. They don't paint stuff as much for them anymore. They don't get to play the game as much as they want. I mean, Midnight Heroes is in chat, and he says the topic gets hard for him. Absolutely, he's taken his hobby, and it's become a job. And it's tough. I don't know how you balance that so much, you know. You know, people who become uh, professional painters and all that, professional DMs, how do you do that? Because suddenly you go from just trying to make people have a good time to feeling like you have to make people make a good, have a good time. I don't know how you do that without fucking going nuts. Like I'm already, I fucking, I have a huge case of imposter syndrome. I don't want you to fucking feed that shit at all. Yeah. Cause then you're getting paid for it. And it's, you know, <laughs> then you're like, much Oh, more pressure. shit. Yeah. You know, I don't know how people do that. It's, it's crazy, but you have to realize when it's become a job. And then, and the reason I mentioned earlier that I wasn't going to talk about something until now is tournament players get to that point too. Not in the same way as someone who actually makes their profession, but when you stop playing the game for fun and you are just testing your tournament lists all the time, it's no longer a game. You have now made it serious. Not necessarily a job, but it's no longer a hobby. It's now more than that and you have to be careful people get fucking crazy about that what? we had to talk like we had a, a a group of people who did you know a lot of competitive warhammer uh fantasy and i was part of the group but like i was never as serious as them i had to calm them down a couple times because let's be honest you can take that shit too seriously you know, when you come into a game and you're just fucking rolling noobs with your tournament list all the time, you may have taken the game too seriously. And it's hard to see sometimes. Don't feel bad that you can't see it yourself because you don't have the exploded boo. You're in there. It just sort of naturally evolved that level for you. But that's when you got to listen to your friends and go, hey, you're taking this too seriously. You know, and, and then hopefully you can you can back it off a little bit then you gotta but you gotta trust your friends in that you know you gotta take a look at yourself when they bring it up and go oh my god am i taking this seriously am i no longer playing for fun at all it's it's tough yeah and it it also kind of cracks me up when people are like what you don't make money from this why do you do it that's 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 a societal tale problem. That is, and I'm going to get a little, uh, <laughs> how should I put it? Fucking real in here. That is the fucking capitalists in charge of society trying to force us to feel like we need to do more to fucking live. Well, you got to turn your fucking passion into a side hustle. No, you don't. You should work your job and be able to survive. Boom. Side hustle, no. If you want a side hustle, that should be an option. I want to go further. I will do a side hustle. But you should not have to or feel like you have to turn your hobby into a fucking job. 
That's what we get paid for our quote unquote nine to five fucking job. You know, when someone wants it to be more than nine to five, you fucking get paid for that. It's also why I'm super picky on what I do as far as extra graphic design work. Exactly. That's the way you should be. You have the power. You should be able to do your nine to five job and survive. And even thrive. And after that, anything you do beyond that should be your choice. Oh, I want to do an extra job for this company. It's going to give me something I want, and I'm going to help people I like. That should be your option. Shouldn't be like, oh, God, I have to work three jobs just to fucking survive. <laughs> you should work yeah. three jobs because I have a goal, and these are going to help me reach that goal. The goal should not be fucking survival. And it is literally those fucking... And I hate to throw everyone, you know, I hate to generalize into people, but it's those fucking, you know, higher ups, those capitalist, you know, rich fucking people who want you to feel that way because then you're motivated to do more at all of your jobs. And really, it's not fucking true. I don't realize the more we split our energies, our work energies, you only have so much work energy in you. Everyone only has so many spoons, work spoons, some people are blessed to be able to have work spoons and spoons for their hobby. And some of us are like that. It's cool. They don't realize the more we split that, like if I go home and my hobby is a job, that's work spoons that are coming out of me. I mean, the real reason I stopped streaming video games during the week is because my work took too much out of me. And sure, streaming for you guys was fun, but it was still have to do this. I feel like I have to. I feel like I have an obligation. That's part of my problem. But that's why I stopped because I didn't feel like I could get that point. I couldn't give you guys one. I was going to be cranky and not what you guys deserve. And that is what they want. So don't feel like you have to go above and beyond your hobby. If you want it to be a hobby, just be a hobby. You know, if you're a good painter and you don't want to paint professionally, don't paint professionally. If you want to do it here and there, do it here and there. Don't ever feel like you have to take your your hobby and make it make money for you. Because then I guarantee you, it won't be a hobby anymore. Nope. And then you suddenly, I don't want to play it. You know, I don't want to do it except for that. You know, I've met a lot of people who started painting models for people and they don't want to paint their own models anymore and it's sad because they're losing that passion losing that fun yeah exactly you just be a reason i don't let people know you know some people will be like oh hey can you paint this thing for me yeah once or twice is fine but if it gets too much and this is all internal stuff you have to find out where your level is internally for that you can't let anyone else tell you there's just like fucking adulthood in general there's no roadmap for this shit what? You just come in and feel it out and like, I hope I'm doing okay. Because no one else's experiences are going to equate to your experiences. There was a manual life would be boring. Could use a little of that boring real life stuff. So that way I could have more fun for my hobbies. But, you know. Well, it was like what somebody said. Uh, I don't, I'm not jealous of people that are rich. I'm jealous of the freedom they have to pursue their passions. Exactly. And, and it kind of hit me. I was like, yeah, because, I mean, if I 
I would paint more if I didn't have a job or, you well, know, I would go current event wise. You see that disconnect between the average person and rich people in, I hate to say it, the memes and jokes that came out of the, uh, the Titan submarine. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Um, let's call it a tragedy. It's a tragedy. I don't wish death on people just for being rich, but you know, you're like, you realize we don't, we don't care like that. You know, there was fucking another ship sinking in the fucking ocean at the same time with fucking 500 people involved. And everyone, all the news is just about the rich people. Yep. You then get the disconnect. And, and, and part of it is because of that, because they tell us hard work will get you where we are. No, it fucking won't. You were born with a fucking silver spoon up your ass. <laughs> Even Elon Musk likes to say, like, hard work, no, fuck you. You parents are fucking diamond miners in fucking South Africa, bitch. You were born into fucking money. <laughs> and that's the biggest fallacy is that hard work will get you rich. It fucking will not. And they've pulled the wool over some... You know what? I need to stop because I'm going into political stuff. Back to the game. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Probably stop drinking. I was waiting. We need some water. Someone else take over for a second. I'm getting. I'm getting out there. No, but I mean, it really does come down to you know whether you want to do it for fun. Do you want to keep on doing it? You know, <clears throat> when it starts becoming the dread of doing it, that's when you need to stop and think. Yep, absolutely. I've seen that quite a bit. Someone's like, "Oh man, I got to get on and stream." I'm like, "Are you not having fun?" And they're like, exactly. I get money. And I'm like, okay. It can't just be that. If it becomes just that, you either has to be your day job. I know some streamers who that is their only job. Yep. More power to you, dude. I am not jealous of you. I am happy for you and do what I can to support you. Yes. Um, but if you're not like me, I'm like, oh God, you know, I told Gonzo, I'm not sure I'll be on in time. And you're like, don't worry about it, dude. No. But here I am stuck in traffic and I'm worrying about it. And that's when you realize maybe it's not the right, not the right thing. Okay. I'm going to quick uh, sponsor break. I'm, I'm not doing it just because they're a sponsor, but um, the cuttlefish is Merlin's magic medium that they have. Uh -huh. Medium is fucking great. Okay. I really like this shit. It is really, really good. Um, but it also yeah, I need to. Has a, my a goal was to start painting it. again yesterday, but uh, that shit didn't happen. <laughs> didn't happen today either. I had naps instead, and I don't regret it because those naps were great. <laughs> I had a nap so big on Friday when I got home from work. I woke up and I'm like, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. I get up and I'm like, why is my computer making light? It shouldn't be making light. It's the middle of the night. <laughs> then I get to the bathroom. I'm like, wait a minute. And I ask my Amazon Echo what time it is. And it's like, it's 8 p.m. And I'm like, oh, it's not fucking Saturday morning. It's still Friday. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I napped so hard, I forgot what day, day and time it was. Oh, I've been there. Oof. It was I a little regret that nap, Legion. It was, it was a, little excess, a little excessive. Like, oh, shit. Here it was. I thought it was still... It was, so, it was Saturday morning, not it was still Friday night. So you thought that you took a sleep and not a nap? Yes. <laughs> still going. 
Yeah, sometimes it happens like that. And that's that's another thing. If you feel so much like you have to do your hobbies that you can't go, I'm exhausted and need to take a nap. That's another warning sign that you need to reevaluate what you're doing. If you're exhausted, you should sleep. Yeah. That happens for a reason. Yes. The reason is you're tired. You're not getting enough sleep. Because, man, we don't. I mean, like, I get five hours of sleep a night. Let's be honest. Maybe six some days. So extra sleep is good. Your body will tell you. If you do not listen to your body when it gives you the warning signs of time to sleep, it will make sleep time for you. And it may not be okay. Because <laughs> it doesn't care it. what else you're doing at the time. If it's sleep time, it's sleep time. Yup. In there. You'd rather not pass out, like, at work. How many people pass out at work because they're having a tough time? I give them all the leeway I can. You know? When I but, was working my second job, I would take naps in my car for my lunch. Yep. It's a warning sign. Like, sure, once in a while, like, I had a shitty night. Boom. Sometimes you, you have a shitty night, you need to take a nap in the car. Cool. But if you have to do it every day, you need to stop and look. Self-care is important. I was about to say the same thing, John, when I read Midnight Heroes. Yeah, you know, gotta for me, take I care need to work on my printers. Like, I need to got one down. Tired, to screw it, screw it, and I'm drawing and listening to you. Uh, if you go, feel guilty at work tomorrow, don't feel guilty. You need that self time. If you don't take that self time, everything's gonna collapse. Do you know why people have like breakdowns? Now, there's no scientific, but I'm pretty sure people have nervous breakdowns because they're not taking the self time. You mean, I have not heard of a lot of nerds and our people getting those breakdowns that normal people have because we know sometimes it's time to stop. I need to stop and do the thing. What's the thing? I don't care. Paint some models, play some video games, watch a movie, turn your brain off, whatever it is. If you need to do it, do it. Yes, Amber, like a few days I fell asleep while eating. If you fall asleep while eating, just, yeah, just go to bed. Just go to bed. Yep. It's time. I've never done that. Like, sometimes I'm downstairs, and I'm watching a video on YouTube, and I'm, like, nodding. I'm like, you know, I actually don't care about this video. I turn it off and go upstairs, and either I'll wake up doing something I care about, or I will fucking lie down and, and, and just chill. It doesn't have to be full sleep. You can just lie down and just just chill. Close Even if your you eyes. Don't... Just, yeah. Mm. Even if you don't take a full nap, like if you just have to lay there in the dark, that's mm -hmm. fine. That counts. Yep. And this is our yep. unprofessional opinion on getting rest. <laughs> it's unprofessional, but Jesus Christ, it's not like you and I are young, Gonzo. No. It's a lot of unprofessional, but I pay for therapy, and this is what my therapist tells me. <laughs> there you go. So, do with that what you will. But, Bania, it wasn't a mistake. You woke up, you came upstairs, you're like, you know, I got good sleep. I feel good. That means it wasn't a fucking mistake. You know? A good night's sleep, a good nap, all that stuff re-energizes you to, to go on with life. Because life can be tough. Everyone doesn't realize the stuff that goes on, you know? We can say, oh, we're nerds, we don't care about that stuff. But deep in the back of your mind, you are worried about the war in Ukraine. You know? The fact that certain things are going crazy. The Supreme Court's making fucking very weird rulings, let's say it, being nice. That stuff does bother you to the littlest bit. It's subconscious, maybe, but it bothers you. And 
sleep helps you recharge so you have the mental fortitude to keep doing that. You know, I know sometimes I get cranky when I don't have enough sleep. Shock, John gets cranky. You know, and sometimes you sleep will help that. You have to, you have to do that. Self care is the most important fucking thing. I mean, true, Xander. So we, we do suppress things as just well as normies, but we have more outlets. Yes. You know, we can go home, turn on fucking Halo on easy mode, and murder a bunch of aliens and feel a lot better about life. We can put on Wolfenstein and shoot all the fucking Nazis we want and feel a lot better about life. I'm going to ignore you, Bane. I hope that that uh, should go away. Overwatch works if it if it makes you... Let's not forget, like, these hobbies at their core are about... You're about just fun and enjoying yourself and decompressing. You know, Bowie last week when we were doing the 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 uh, cosmic encounter, I was getting a little rough, and he's like, "You want to stop?" I'm like, "No, man, I know when to stop. I'm doing this for you in this case." But it's not like I'm fucking hating it. It's just frustrating at points. And part of that is the fact that I've not had good work. Things have been crazy. You know, you have to recognize about yourself and do what you can. Sometimes you do. You know, I call myself an emotional support human because I'm always here if any of my friends or anyone needs to talk about things. I'm here. I'll listen. You know, but it doesn't necessarily mean I don't have it myself. It just means that I'm willing to listen to everyone else and help them decompress because I understand. Trust me, I understand. I was running a fucking gaming store in my 20s and it was stressful. And my friends took me aside and told me, John, we hate what you're becoming. You're cranky and this and this. And it was a good wake-up call to help calm things down. And sometimes you need that. You know? But sometimes you just need someone to listen to, you know? I just needed my friends to tell me, and then I'd chill and, and not do as many crazy things. It, it, it was a good start to all that. Um, but this part of that self-care, you know? You work too hard, you push yourself too hard, it's going to get like that. And you have to know when that happens. Sorry, I'm mixing some paint. I'm not painting. I mean, it looks like you're kind of painting. Well, but all I see is your fucking arm. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> Make some new purple. You need to work on that complexion a little bit, son. Get some, get some fucking sun on that. I know. I want, it, I want Gondor to see me when I walk outside. You're not even close to that. <laughs> not even close. Yes, Sander. That's a thing. It is a thing, but, you know. Support people. Oh, yeah. Are usually people who need greater support without asking for it. Yep. As someone who hates asking for help, yes. that, that That's a thing. But I'm but getting better at it. In our defense, helping other people refills us a bit, too. It does. Yeah. You know, someone comes and asks for help and you're able to help them a little bit. You get refilled. You feel a sense of confidence. That's why I'm in customer service for fuck's sake. Someone comes and I have a huge problem. I help them like, oh, great. Thank you so much. They're super happy. That refills me. You have a sense that of purpose. That keeps me going. You know? I'm useful. <laughs> exactly. People like to be useful, helpful. I have leveraged this, these skills I've gained to make someone's life better. 
What's wrong with that? Part of what we do here. We have the willingness to come on, show our faces, and talk to people. Maybe we help make your lives better. Maybe we help you deal with what's going on in your life. Maybe you just enjoy listening to us and it helps you decompress a little bit. If so, awesome. You know? Indeed. It keeps us going. Oh, yeah. I always look forward to my, my Sunday thing. I get to paint a little bit, and I get to hear John rant. We do yes. love our John rants. It's glorious. Got another one coming. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm loading that one right now. Let's <laughs> go. Look, I had to stop that last one. That last one got a little far afield, but not necessarily saying it was wrong, just not necessarily the place for it. But back to the, you know, <laughs> when your hobby becomes a job, just just try and realize it. It's hard. And I'll say this with everything. Self-awareness is difficult for human beings, but is a great skill if you can have it. Because then you can realize yourself, oh shit, shit's getting out of control. I need to fucking reel myself in. There's nothing like it. Can't always have your friends there, unfortunately. Sometimes just having a little bit of that understanding yourself will be great. You know? So... You know, try and do that. Try and take a step back. Try and decompress sometimes. You can't go hard. Like, even if you're playing, even if you're the best 40K player in the world, take a step back. Enjoy some games, playing some silly stuff. It'll give you an appreciation for the game. But not everyone's for that. But it will help you a little bit see a different side of the game. You might learn something to help you otherwise, or you might just have a good time. You know, we can't let our hobbies become so serious that there's no room for the fun and the wonder anymore. You know, I even find myself getting there sometimes, you know. You play so few games sometimes, you really want to win. We all want to win. But I'm getting back to the point where I want to have a good time more, you know. I want my stuff to do stuff, and if it win on top of that, it's great. Yes, Xander Warlord, you cannot learn anything if you win all the time. Losses really teach us. But you have to be willing to let the loss teach you. We're in a situation in the world where companies don't understand that failure is a fucking option. They're, it's binary. Succeed or fail. Failure is always a fucking option. Didn't the Mythbusters teach us that? <laughs> If you Don't didn't learn that from Mythbusters, go back, because failure is always an option. They can be like, oh, we need to succeed. You can't succeed at everything. No one can succeed all the time, because then you don't learn. You keep doing the same stuff. And if you... I've learned this myself. If you bolster everyone who is going to fail, they don't always learn how to succeed. So while you're helping maybe the company, you're not helping that person. And sometimes helping the person is better for the company. They don't look at the long game like they should be. We should all be looking at the long game. Fucking chess teaches us a lot of things. I don't like chess. But chess teaches us a lot of things about the long game. You know? You can turn early defeats if you will, into long-term successes. And we need to learn that as a people, 
in your companies, in every life. Sometimes you have to learn that shit. It's like going, I'm not going to do this thing. You know, let's say I'm not going to go to Warfare Weekend because I can't really afford it right now, but that'll propel me into doing better. Maybe I get to go other times because I've gotten shit in order. It's a personal experience thing. You know, you, you have to learn that. You don't want to fail. No one wants to fail. But sometimes that is what you need to learn and to grow. You know? Like, I don't, I remember some successes, but I remember failures way more. And part of that is my fucking, you know, imposter syndrome. But part of it is also just, that's how you learn. So Minna here says, to give an example, our, our, our last Kickstarter was a failure, but we learned from it. Yes, it's okay to fail. Just learn from it and do better in the future. Look, and learn from other people's failure. That's wisdom. Wisdom is learning from other people's failures. Look at, and I'll use the example we always use for Kickstarter failure. And that is uh, Ninja Division, their second Kickstarter for uh, Relic Knights. Like, failed. They're not going to deliver it, ever. Everyone else, they're not going to learn from that because they, they had a hard time. We know they had a hard time. There's videos like fucking no one deserves what they went through. But everyone else needs to learn that. Between their first and their second, you can learn so much. Just a Kickstarter idea from what they did. If I look at a lot of modern Kickstarters, they're doing well. Look at uh, Catalyst Games Battletech. Their first one did well. Their second one did amazing, but they learned from all the other Kickstarters not to do too much. If you do too much, then stores don't pick up your product. You know, everyone was hoping from Battletech one that they would like give so many more free boxes. Like, well, yeah, that'd be great, but they have to balance the fact that we are the biggest guy. And we they still want us to go to the stores and buy stuff to keep the stuff going. They want to give you a good deal, want to make it worth it, but they also balance that with not making it impossible to sell anything to you. Like, when Relic Knights came out, the first one, like, I got everything I fucking needed. I did not need to buy anything. Like, literally, it was way too long before anything came out that I needed to buy, and that's a mistake. Because now the store's not getting the money, you're not growing it, there's a lot of things to that. But it takes a lot of thinking and a lot of self-awareness to understand that you failed and to not do it again. Because by all intents and purposes, they made a lot of money. It was good, but they didn't necessarily see their failures. Art of Michael Lavoie says, a major concept in game design is to fail, but to fail faster. Yes. Failing fast so you can fix it and make it better the next time is important. You know, and it happens for everything. I mean, I look at, let's look at uh, my other hobby, uh, figure, uh, you know, toys and stuff. Hasbro has their own internal Kickstarter called HasLab, where they kickstart stuff, basically. They've had a lot of failures that they're learning from, learning that maybe the value they put on something may not be the actual value we put on it. Maybe learning that certain stretch goals are too aggressive. It's a learning process because this is all new. Uh, Minnie Harris says, and to find out what people people want, that's how we fail. We fund it, but the customer base apparently did not want undead chibi. There you go. 
That's important note. You can't know that beforehand. Like, you can say, oh, we'll make a poll. That doesn't mean anything. Having the Kickstarter barely fun and see that people didn't like the thing, extra thing you were offering, that's useful information. That's self-awareness. It's hard to do. Glad you did it, though. Um, Ford Fitch says, I hope Relic Next makes another comeback and Indivision can make it viable again. I have a ton myself and love the game. Yes, the original game was really solid. The the updated version looks really good, but I, they're not gonna. They just don't have the money. I hate to say it, they just don't have the money. Like when they said, oh, we can send the stuff we've made to you if you buy something on our website, so we're bundling shipping. I immediately knew then they're done. Ain't gonna happen. Because sure, I could get whatever they have available. I'm not going to buy something on their website to get what they already fucking owe me. That's not okay. And sure, you might be like, oh, I'm spending money to get back some of my money. But I'm not going to play the game because Dave's not going to do it. No one else is going to do it locally. So why am I going to bother? At this point, I file under a loss. There we go. I mean, look at all the mini masterworks. I feel bad that we fucking promoted them and then it just fucking disappeared yep. but you know all you can do with those things is learn okay following your loss go on with your life does it stop me from using kickstarter no does it make me look a little harder sure that's just wisdom just learning from my own mistakes you know see what goes on you know it, it happens it can happen with anyone I like the statement to say what the fuck happened life imploded shit man you can put a life out. People will understand. And that's the thing. If you're having a tough time, personally, as a business, whatever, tell people. People understand life is a fucking motherfucker sometimes. It'll come in, knock you down, and just kick you relentlessly. Oh, dear that's, God, yes. <laughs> that's just how life is, unfortunately. And we understand. My money is not more important then your fucking existence. If you're like, oh God, shit went crazy. We can't afford to do this. It's okay. I understand. You know, I don't put the money in the Kickstarter without the full understanding that shit might go sideways. It's okay. But tell us, you know, maybe we can help you. Maybe we all just go. Sure, some people aren't going to be that way. Not everyone's as forgiving as I am necessarily. And... You know, it is what it is. Some people, their money is so tight that it's more important to them than understanding for other people. But I can't be that way. Yes, and a lot of people don't understand how when stuff goes in production, shit can go sideways. You're going into production in, in China. One thing goes wrong in China. It's fucking... Good. It's a different country. It's not a capitalist country. It's a fucking communist country. They can immediately... Shit can just go sideways there. It is what it is. You have to understand that stuff, and you have to be... And we're getting a little uh, far afield again, but you <laughs> but you have to understand people and what's going on in the world. You can't just be super harsh on people just because shit didn't go the way you wanted it to. Again, that is just life. You know? Like, I understand Ninja Division had a fucking terrible time. It's okay. I'm not going to hold it against him. If I see John Kadishi, who I know personally, we've resource games workshop together, I'm not going to be upset at him. Shit went sideways. It ain't his fault. He didn't aim for that shit. It's not like he said, let's fuck people by having shit go sideways for us. No. No one does that. <laughs> they would rather deliver their shit on time, 
you know, f- f- and everything. But it didn't happen. You can't take it personally, you know? You have to be able to disconnect that shit. Someone else talking to you drink. <laughs> um, I, I know we kind of went off a little topic of that, but I mean, it also comes in the fact that I know a lot of people that do Kickstarters because they're a hobby. And they're like, oh, I can turn this into Moneymaker. And then they find out that it's a fucking job. And then it becomes a problem. Yes, that's absolutely true. I, mean, I know people that have done Kickstarters that are like, oh, this will make so much money on Kickstarter. And then they try to do it. And they're like, oh, shit, this is a lot more, more work than I thought. Yep. What do you mean I got to balance my models? Hey, look. Look at this thing. Making a company and making money is fucking work. Who knew? There's no such thing as free money. It's always work to it. You got to be ready for it. I mean, I love Kickstarter as a concept. I'm even past the point where I get too upset that companies that should be in better shape Kickstarter everything because I sort of realize the reality is that they're giving so much stuff away with their Kickstarter that they're not building the way I think they should have. You know, as Fort Fitch says, I wish more people would see it as it is, not what they think it is. You know? Part of my problem with Kickstarter was I see it as I think it is. But it's not. What they're doing is they're they're making those margins so small that sure, they're delivering this stuff. Look at uh, Catalyst Games Live, Battletech. It's a good one because it's the most recent big in. You know, they gave away a ton of stuff, so they're not like they're building up and they're making millions of dollars for them to bank to make their own way of printing models. No, they're they're making what they need to for whatever goals they had, and they're going to have to kickstarter the next one because it's the way it is. It's now become the business model. But I like that now that we know that and people are explaining that a little bit, we can understand that how they're doing stuff. Yeah, sometimes you take a loss, you know. Uh, Minister says, yeah, if you do a Kickstarter make money, you will fail. You would try and make, make even at best. Yeah. You know, we all thought like, oh, this is a big company. They should be able to produce their own models anymore. No, it's it's not that world anymore. I'm still impressed with the companies that made it through COVID. Let's be honest, COVID was a motherfucker for companies. Sure, GW posted record highs, but they were already ingrained. They, they got in and got their infrastructure way way back in the day i remember back in the day i worked there yeah here's it covid sucked it hurt because you weren't playing as much and if you weren't a big name people weren't necessarily buying your models you know people don't buy midnight heroes during covid because they're not thinking about it they're buying their gw stuff they're buying their marvel crisis protocol stuff they're buying their 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 big company stuff they're not thinking about the little guy and we should we should have that's a failure on us as, as hobbyists. That actually, honestly, we had a perfect time to buy some cheapy models and paint them. Because COVID was the first time in a long time I painted models just to paint them. It won't be the last time. Working on that. Well, any closing thoughts? Because we're getting close to media section and uh, I'm getting close to super inebriated. <laughs> You're not already? <laughs> no, I'm drinking kids of juice. It's fucking 15 proof. I had a fucking kind bar. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, one of the things that, you know, like I said, it, 
one, if you're not having fun anymore, no longer yes. a hobby. No if longer a hobby. If you're, if you're, or it's 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 a hobby, but it's not one for you anymore. And if you're trying to look at to make a side hustle and you can do it and still have fun, more power to you. Perfect. That, that, I applaud you. That's the goal. Side hustle and still have fun. Mwah. Perfect. But if, if it comes to choosing between them, you've got to make that choice. And be aware you're making that choice. Yep. I got some good, decent work on that. Yeah. Let's go along. Good. This was the finish the block color, start the highlighting, get some going. I mean, honestly, it's already at tabletop. Oh, yeah. I, I can lay that down and it would be perfect. But I want to do a little bit of highlighting on the leather and the wood. And then I want to work on the octopus a little bit more. But yeah, she could no. play and be fine. Yeah. I mean, I had to do it purple or I would have gotten beat up. You didn't have to. <laughs> She's not going to beat you up for painting up what you want. I got no. my own damn model to paint. You do what you want. <laughs> no, I, wanted, oh. I was like... My pirates are going to be purple. <laughs> there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's a choice. And that's a quick one I'm going to tell you. Hey, guys. Don't let anyone tell you what you have to paint your models. You paint your models how you like. Oh, yeah. If someone who's not you doesn't like them, fuck tell them. them to go fuck themselves. Uh, Space Marines are going to, and, either going to be purple or uh, neon lime green. Awesome. <laughs> and if you're too much of a civil person tell them to go fuck themselves you tell me i'll go tell them to go fuck themselves <laughs> john always about, speaks the truth it's what you that's my biggest thing you painted it wrong fuck no you didn't paint it wrong paint how you want like i see people who paint stuff and it may not be what i consider a great standard but they're super happy and i'm happy that they're happy with their models it's great i if they ask for advice i can give them advice my buddy, uh, the Jason, always has the best thing. I hand him a model. He's like, do you want a critique or do you just want an opinion? That's a great way to look at it. Critique will be like, hey, you could do this, this, and this. Cool. Opinion is like, I like this. Maybe this color is different, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I make an effort on Twitter. Every time someone puts a paint scheme up, they're like, hey, what do you think of this? Do you like this or this? I always stop and make those and, and respond to those posts because... You know, people asking for opinions. It's great. You can change the media section whenever you're ready, Gonzo. Just letting you finish. <laughs> hit, the, hit the button, Gonzo. You can cut me off. It's okay. <laughs> Rumor has I've been talking a lot tonight. That's all right. But, I mean, it, it, it really hit hard uh, on somebody that I know in the industry that was like, man, this is, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, are you having fun still? If no, no rethink your life. <laughs> rethink. I mean, it's hard, but so. sometimes you have to. Um, media section. Uh, I don't have a whole lot. One, Lies. two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> so you still have the lie to us. Yeah, I would actually take a bet that you have as much as Mizzy and I combined. Uh, I think I've got two. Yep, more. I also have two. <laughs> but I think one of them we're going to talk about together. Yeah. No, three. Um, I have three I can talk about. Aha, three. She's defeated me. I'm defeated. Barely. That's only because I watched Star it's, Trek. It was a <laughs> fucked up week. I'm not going to lie. I got home and there was not a lot of video going on. It was, it was crazy. Not That's like fair. 
Not like the worst week I've had, but just fucking weird. Um, two of the things that we I did finish the Griffin series, uh, that was what on Prime, and yeah, I thought sure. it was pretty good. It was pretty decent. It wasn't bad. I would say like a one and a half, pushing two, but not you know near it. But it was it was entertaining. I'm like they're getting renewed for a new season. Ching, cool, cool. I'm like I'd agree all for with it. that. Yeah. I'm like, I, it, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. The soundtrack. Uh, was soundtrack was really good. The soundtrack point. was a lot of late 80s, early 90s, grunge, heavy metal. Type more importantly, stuff. was it the right song at the right moment? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yes. more important. That's, yes. that's James Gunn does that. Right song, right moment to hit you. Yeah. No, it was good. They they did they did really good with the soundtrack on this one, um, but I mean it was there. Uh, the other, but we'll wait for the next season. Uh, the one thing I did watch that I wanted to bring up was Skull Island, uh, new animated series uh, on Netflix, uh, thirty minute show. Is it Kong? Yeah, it's it, okay. It is King Kong. Yeah, another King Kong in it. It's a new <laughs> story. I've about... never even heard of it. Yeah, so I didn't either. <laughs> That's a mistake. Yeah, I was when like, you make it, and I don't hear about it, and I'm kind of, uh, you know, like kaiju stuff. Yeah, it's just in. But I mean, it, it's about people getting trapped on Skull Island and having, you know, being the, you know, people there that are learning about it, and they find out about Kong and other kaiju type monsters on the island. It's a cartoon, thirty minutes. It's quick. It's easy. Uh, it's geared a little bit more towards. Kids. So it's kind of like Pacific Rim: The Black, where it was geared, geared a little more towards kids, kind of YA ish. Uh, I'd say a little bit, a little bit younger than YA ish, but yeah, okay. it was, it was there. N- nothing bad, but it was just, it's just there. But YA sometimes, yeah. like I don't, I don't do a lot of YA anymore. <laughs> so it was just like, eh, it was all right. If you like Kong stuff, you'll like this because it's just a little bit of fun. Uh, nothing huge, nothing crazy. How many episodes? Uh, like eight or ten, I think. How long? Sorry, thirty minutes. Okay, that's that's fine. That's 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 great eating dinner fare. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You could sit and watch this. It kind of reminded me of watching like you know Avatar, not episodic, but you know not, you know, kiddified where it's you know dumbed down or whatever. So okay, but if you like if you like Kong stuff, yeah, you might like it. And like this. it's an easy chunk because thirty minutes you can watch that. Yeah. You know, no time. So, uh, overall, the series, I give it about two. It was entertaining enough. So, uh, Mizzy, you're next since you have the next highest total. Um, let's go with my most recent one. I watched two episodes of The Witcher today. Uh, that was one of mine, so we can talk about that together. Yeah. I'm on episode um, three. I'm enjoying it so far. I don't, I don't have any grievances with it. Night Midnight Heroes. Um, I don't either. I don't have any issues with it. Um, everything seems to be fine. I don't mean, this is the last not... season for Henry Cavill. Yep. We're going to replace him with, uh, Liam Hemsworth. Liam Hemsworth. One of the not big Hemsworths. Yeah. Yeah. Which they, they, they claimed that that is, it's going to be a seamless transition. We'll see. Um, <laughs> Also, we we found out on from TikTok that Rory the Frenchie did in fact meet Henry Cavill. 
that's exciting news for for that little Frenchie. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, I've I've been watching it too. I'm not having a problem with it, and it's not hard to follow. Everything's going okay. Uh, oh, so it's told in chronological scenes. order. Yeah, this is yeah, yeah. This, yes. Uh, one. Yeah. Fuck you in the heart. <laughs> season like, one was a mind fuck for me. That's, I, that's what killed me on season one. I haven't finished it yet because that whole thing, I was like, fuck off. It doesn't do it for season two and so far for season three. So yeah. there's hope. <laughs> <laughs> but I, mean, I, I, I'm not having a problem with it so far. I know it's getting chewed up by a lot of people because one, because they're upset that, you know, Henry Cavill's last season and two, just some people are douches, but don't, I'm not. Don't be upset with Henry Cavill. Be upset that the showrunners and the IP owner don't care about it being true to the IP. Yeah. Henry Cavill actually cares about the IP and it being true to the IP. The the IP owner just wants to fucking make money, and that's fine. The showrunners just want to tell the stories they want to tell, so Henry Cavill's going to leave. That's the adult way out. Hey, I don't agree with what you're doing with this. I'm going to leave. It's adult. It's okay. You go on to bigger, better things. Because Henry Cavill's awesome. He's one of us. He's a nerd. Well, we <laughs> had to talk about him on Saturday and how he was, despite the fact that the scripts he was dealing with were not great, he was a great Superman. Oh, yeah. Every problem I can see is not a Henry Cavill problem. It's script and director problem. Yep. I mean, it's DC. That's pretty much on par. Yeah. I can't um, speak on that. I can't. I don't like watching Superman. I'll take Superman, your word for it. Have you ever seen the original Superman, Gazzy? No. Christopher Reeves. You should see it. You should see it. He plays, Gonzo, he fix plays, that. He plays yes, the Gonzo, Boy Scout really that. well. No, but it's... Christopher Reeves is so good at it, too. Yeah. Like, Henry Cavill's great. Christopher Reeves has a couple moments where it's just, like, Trek and Transcendent. There's a scene in the first one where he's as Clark Kent and he's talking to Lois and he's going to tell her, you can tell he's going to tell her that he's Superman. He takes off his glasses and suddenly he's Superman. Just changes everything, every demeanor. Okay. Then he realizes he's not going to put his glasses on. It's just, it's good. It's not like a modern superhero movie. It's a much different type of movie, but it's, it's fucking great. I saw it in the theater when they had the anniversary. Yeah. There, there, there was a, there was a change and yeah. Posture, eyes, his acting. face. Yeah. It's acting. He was like, <laughs> hi, I'm the shy little, you know, thing. And, and he takes the glasses off. He's like, doo, 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 and the doo, first doo. two are great for being superhero movies from a different time. They're the proto superhero movies. They really are. They're the first two real, real superhero movies. It's yeah. like watching Keaton's Batman and going, this is a proto super, superhero movie. I can see all the elements they use later and how they change them. Okay. Anyways, John, what do you give The Witcher so far? No. Just idea. Eh, it's okay. Like one and a half, maybe. I mean, it's just it's just there. It's still good. It's, it's still fun. The fight scenes are fucking missing. incredible. Fight scenes. Love the fight scenes. That's because he's he cares, and I, that it shows through in the fight scenes. Like, like I have no complaints. With the quality of The Witcher is just the fucking out of order thing. Killed me in season one. I'm like, fuck you all. <laughs> It's not just his fight scenes either, but I yeah, no. I can't get into that. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so, guys, are we going to talk about Secret Invasion? Yeah, let's talk about Secret Invasion. I'm on episode two. I have not watched episode two yet. Okay. I'm not sure I'm going to. I'm kind of bored with it. <laughs> I kind of feel like 
No, so here's first thing to say. Samuel Jackson and what's his name? My brain stops because I'm drunk. <laughs> the other uh, main character, Talos. Yeah. From Captain from Captain Marvel. Yeah. But go ahead. Mendelssohn. Is that his name? Mendelssohn. Ben Mendelssohn, something like that. Mendelssohn, I don't know. Ben Mendelssohn, something like that. I'm gonna don't have, you have IMDb. Google's I am IMDb it now. I am DB it. I'm not on my A-game, let's be honest. Ben Mendelsohn, absolutely. <laughs> like, they're both doing a great job. No complaints with their acting. It's just, they're doing a similar story to Captain to uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. But they don't... Even after the first episode, you have no empathy for the fucking antagonists. No, you don't. Captain, and- you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier, you had empathy for them like oh god that's terrible i understand and you should have empathy for them but they took it just went straight fucking terrorism no like empathy is like also i hate to say it it kind of shits on the ending of captain marvel because captain marvel they go off in like the fucking you know when was it the 90s or 80s or whatever fucking time it was to go find scrolls of homeworld and they don't all that time, and they fucking just don't find a home world for him, a world for him. And now they're coming in, they're trying to tell a scroll story, and it kind of shits on what they did in that movie because it was so good. You think the scrolls are the bad guys, and they're not. It's great, and then they fucking shit on it. Uh, Xander Lord, yeah, I agree. Marvel, not entirely, but has kind of lost its way. They're trying to tell iconic stories that they don't have the proper setup for, and it's crazy to say that was someone who took so long to get to Infinity War and Endgame, but they're not having the proper setup for a story like this. No, it's very haphazardly thrown in. Yeah, and I feel like I might give it a shot just because Mendelssohn and Samuel Jackson are just fucking great in it. Absolutely great. Yeah, I'm going to continue to watch it. But I don't, I don't have six high hopes. No. Um, right now, if you forced me to give me a rating, I'd give it a two and a half. It's a perfect math. The bad balances out the good to be mad. Like, I like that you see all these people, but I don't like where they're going. I don't like... I don't think the story they're telling works as well as they want it to. No. It, it kind of feels just kind of thrown together. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's no. give him his own limited like, and, series. And, he, and the thing is, is because Samuel Jackson for all of his strengths. Nick Fury was never a main character of this. No. Never. The Falcon was set up to be that way. And honestly, at this point in his life, I feel like um, Anthony Mackie has more of the appropriate type of charisma to lead a series than Samuel Jackson. Though I like the idea of what's been Samuel Jackson, I feel like there should have been some middle ground. It's like they jumped straight into this. They missed the whole middle. Why did we get? How did we get here? It's just suddenly we're here. And even the setup in Spider-Man No Way Home isn't enough. So, we'll see. Yeah. No, not really. I, I'm like, eh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I agree. It's, it's pretty, eh. Yeah. Um, so, um, Alone is back on air. Of the new season, which is the survival one where they drop people off and they okay 
They have to film themselves and stay alive for as long as possible. Blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, if they're whatever. And so I'm watching it. And I'm enjoying it. I, I, I like it because I get to see really cool country. And, you know, even though it is amateur photography type stuff, it's still cool. And I like seeing how people, you know, survive and do stuff. And then see people fuck up royally. I'm watching the first episode. And this guy's like, oh, my father was one of the greatest survivalists in the world. And I'm trying to live in his footsteps and become all this other stuff. And I'm like, you're going to fuck up. And the first thing, the, one of the first scenes of him is drinking straight from a stream. No. I'm like, I, 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 as soon as he did that, I was like. things you can do, but it's not a great idea. I was like, you have the ability to scoop this water out and boil it. It's not like he couldn't get, he had a fire. I'm just like. You should definitely boil that shit. I'm like, what? That's, okay. like, that's like the it's first. It's not like it's standing no-no. water, so it's okay. But it's, there could be better. Well, the next episode, he had diarrhea, upset stomach, uh, was throwing up constantly. And I'm like, yep, you probably got Giardia or something fuck, or E. coli. <laughs> fuck, I call that a day in the week. Maybe yeah. Pretty, pretty quickly, unfortunately. But he uh, he had to he had to call himself out. Um, Smart play. Yeah. Smart play. Yeah, because that could be a lot of problems. And like we said um, earlier, remember, failure is an option. Yep. Um, then another person had got called out. They called, they called themselves out cause they, they just couldn't survive. They were like, I can't get food. I can't get, you know, I just, I just can't. I thought I was ready. I'm not ready. That's, or, you know, they're, they're just having a lot of problems. That's important self-knowledge. Yeah. But I mean, there are some people that just, they Remember. were fishing for, you know, four days straight and still couldn't get, you know, a fish or whatever. Remember and, what the wise man said. You got no one to hold them and no one to fold them. <laughs> no one to walk away, no one to run. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, it's entertaining to me because I mean, I, I learned stuff like, you know, certain animals are, uh, you know, you, they couldn't hunt them because they're you know either endangered or they're protected species. And like this one guy, uh, had a snare trap and it captured an animal that they're no, they're not allowed to eat or, you know, kill. So he's like, fucking, hey, I've got to let this animal. And of course, He's trying to release the animal, and the animal's just attacking him. It's like some minks, you know, mink type animal, and it was just well, going that, after him. Think, remember, that whole family of animals, they're fucking violent. Oh, yeah. In the wild, ferrets and minks and all those, those fucking things eat, like, what, twice their body weight and meat every day? And can take down huge, huge yeah. prey. Though, like, we, we've tamed certain ferrets. Just remember, those things are fucking violent. Yeah. But oh, weasel family, <laughs> don't fuck with them. But I mean, it, it's like I said, it's been very enjoyable, very fun. Um, I like it, I'll keep watching it, no problem with Marie. Mizzy, oh. um, I watched more Warrior, okay, and, and I finished season <laughs> one. Uh, guys, I can't because I got uh, up. To episode, start at episode three, I think. What? It's really good. I'm enjoying it. Lots of violence. I love it. Like, the, the, <laughs> Story's the great, fight choreography but... in that series is phenomenal. Chef's yes. Kiss. Someone told me on uh, on uh, Twitter that like season three started off. It was like the the fight choreography just jumps into me like moi. Like yeah, it's so good. But Menoth uh, John canceled his. Uh, Mac subscription, so I no longer have access. So I'll have to find a way to get access. I like. 
I know I'll that. Other avenues. And, yeah, fine. I'll, I'll probably get it and then just binge through a bunch of stuff and then cancel it like it will do. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed the, that season and we got the next one coming up pretty soon. So I can't wait for that. Well, season three is out. Season three is out. Is it already it out? It started. Yeah, it started. Shit, I'm going to have to get on that. That's thing. why he mentioned it on uh, on Twitter. He's one of my action movie guys. He tells me. I wish it was on Haya. I want to get Haya. It's a <laughs> it's a streaming series with the Alan Moore Farts movies. Like, not super expensive. Really on my list of maybe look at. I seem to watch more movies. <laughs> well, I mean, that. I'll have to put that. I'll have to watch that tomorrow then. Because I love that. Yeah. I it's a great series. Andrew Koji, I think his name is. Yes. Really good. Yeah. Like, he was in Bullet Train and Snake Eyes. He was Storm yes. Shadow and Snake Eyes. And good. Actually, I feel like I wish he would have been Snake Eyes. He's got, he was a way better oh, yeah. lead than the lead was. Not that, not that the lead was terrible, but I feel like he would have been so much better. I know what he, he shined do. in that. Yes. So, John? I mean, I'm going to have a lot of words about Raiders of the Lost Ark if you let me go. You may not get anything else. That's fine, because uh, the other okay. ones are just, are just small. I went to the theater and saw uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny today. And the capsule part is, it feels like an Indiana Jones movie. Good. But it feels like a modern Indiana Jones movie, so it has a lot of the same flaws as Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Okay. In that... People were, will look at it and say, oh, shit, that's a little crazy. Like, you know, aliens in, in King of the Crystal Skull. People, people, people go like, oh, my God, aliens, that's fucking crazy. Fuck's sake, the Ark of the Covenant melts people's faces <laughs> off in the first movie. Let's just manage our words of crazy, for fuck's sake. Yeah. It is no more crazy than any other installment in the series. The only real, real flaws is that there relies too much on CGI sometimes. Oh, did they? I mean, well, they have to. Fucking, fucking Harrison Ford's slightly old. <laughs> I know, but I mean, that was the one great thing about the Indiana Jones movies. It was no... No, the they did CGI, screen. but they never did a ton of it. Like Correct. the whole, the uh, Temple of Doom, second movie, the whole, you know... Through the mines was CGI, but that had to be. Uh, no, they the mines the, was puppeteered. Uh, they did a lot of CGI. Trust me. No, I remember yeah. they did a lot of CGI. There's some a lot scene, of puppeteer on it. There's some scenes you can tell because it's a dated movie. Yeah. Fucking eighty six. But I mean, for the most part, the good, the really cool part about the Indiana Jones movies is the stunts were all done right there. You know, they're if they wanted a car to flip, they flipped a car. They didn't do CGI car flipping. They just flipped a fucking car. And and it wasn't the CGI wasn't as bad as Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, because Kingdom of the Crystal Skull there's a couple of scenes where it's like oh fuck my life. <laughs> I always think back. The first thing I think of when I hear that movie is I think of fucking swinging through vines with monkeys and like CGI extravaganza of shit. <laughs> and I don't hate that movie. Don't like let's not. I'll give you my whole Indiana Jones rating at the end. But there's some of that though. The opener is. Younger indie, with just like someone else playing indie, Harrison Ford dubbing it, and then they're using computer to make it look like indie. Yeah, pretty good. I didn't see any super flaws in that. Okay, great. I'm not looking. And here's the thing: is if you're looking, then you're not invested in the movie, and you have a problem beyond that. 
I was invested enough that I wasn't looking for any flaws in how he looked. It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, people have said that uh, the female lead in it is the one of the most unlikable characters in movies. Uh, dude, you're a fucking chauvinist. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> she was fine. She's playing the character she was supposed to play. I thought she did a good job. I mean, you've got Mad Mickelson as the bad guy. Great Mad Mickelson's always great. Yeah. Um, the one bad guy from Logan. I forget his name. But he was one of the bad guys, too, one of the henchmen. He was good, enjoyable, a little, little much at points, but nothing. Like, every time I, I, I was like, well, that was a little weird, I go, no, that's on point for this type of movie. And the problem is that we have so few of this type of movie to compare it against. Yes, there's a hierarchy of competency being the hero, the villain and his goons, and everyone else is fucking incompetent. That's just how those movies go. Cops don't necessarily react how cops must react because it needs to serve the needs of the movie. Now, this does a good job where people aren't super incompetent, but it's the standard thing. Hero, villain and goons, everyone else. <laughs> Um, did I he, think, wait, wait, quick question. Did he punch Nazis? Fuck yeah. <laughs> punch the hell out of some Nazis. Fuck yeah. And, and that was one of the things I said where people were like, oh, I can't believe Nazis again. That's the Indiana Jones villain. Yeah. Like, sure, you can say, before this there were four movies, two Nazis, random, and Russians. Well, Nazis is just kind of on point. Oh, yeah. And if you have a problem with being Nazis, you may be a Nazi. <laughs> Look at yourself in the mirror and see, am I a fucking Nazi? If so, hey, punch yourself. Save me the trouble. <laughs> I had no problem with that. Actually, I felt like it was interesting. And the whole end of the story where, it, where it, the whole thing kind of pays off, it's a brief sentence where they tell you, oh gosh, this And I felt like they could have done more with it. It's it's not top tier, but it's solid. I feel like they could have more, you know, because, uh, you know, at one point someone's like, you're a grave robber. I'm like, no, Indiana Jones is the opposite of a fucking grave robber. Like, he's the epitome of it belongs in a museum. That's a major point for him. That was handled in uh, movie three, by the way, if anyone's wondering. <laughs> Which has the best opening because river phoenix rest in peace river phoenix that whole opening great oh yeah it was really cool to see that in fact if i go openings that one's the best um raiders is great and then this one's third followed by temple of doom and temple of doom only because it's not it goes directly into the movie it's not tangentially rated it is literally cold open in the movie and that musical number beginning is a little off kilter, but it's cool. And then Kingdom Hearts Scroll, which I'm going to stay here, is the worst Indie movie. We know this. It's still not bad. It just has too many flaws to overlook. Um, that Destiny has, I mean, it's got John Rice Davies in it. It's got Karen Allen in it. It handles all the things. And that's one thing Indiana Jones has done well is they've handled what happened before. There are some callbacks in this, and it, but it's not like 
oh, look at this cool, you know, we're going to, you know, really make it apparent. No, he just calls back. Like, there's no point where he's lamenting on being old. It's like, you know, you didn't have to drink the blood of Cali. You know, you didn't fucking get shot nine times, and, you know, and all this stuff. It's, the callbacks are well done. And in general, it's a good movie. It's just that they started off with Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> How do you fucking go up from there? Yeah. <laughs> it's like fantasy movies trying to compete with Lord of the Rings. Sorry, you fucking can't. Nope. You know? I am impressed that some of the movies that have come out with that uh, National Treasure, fucking The Mummy, Mummy Returns, that have done it as well as they did when they're fucking competing with Raiders of the fucking Lost Ark. Yeah. You can't compete to that. Um, I would firmly rate this as the fourth best Indiana Jones movie, but that's not really damnable by any stretch when you're talking about, I mean, literally, with the exception of King of the Crystal Skull, which is the worst, they're in order. Raiders, Temple, Last Crusade. If you want to know why I don't like Last Crusade more than Raiders, than Temple, uh, I'll do that at some point. Um, Then... Dial Destiny, then uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is two. It's a two space RPG movie. Nothing wrong with that. It's enjoyable. It just has some flaws. Uh, Ford Fitch says overall the movie wasn't bad. It was at all. It was fun. It could have done more with it. A few problems, but it's still good despite that. Yes, but that's more of our expectations of it. For we would have liked them to have done things that I think would have been better for us but not for the average movie-going audience. Um, they explain everything. There's there's, there's no, like, oh, why this, this, and this? No, they explain it. It's good. Um, so I'm going to give it... I'm feeling generous, so I'm going to call it one space herpy. Could be one and a half, one-ish. We'll say one. What if you're wondering, Last Crusade and Temple of Doom are half, and Raiders is obviously a zero. But, and I will say, this is, don't at me at this, the Raiders March is the best fucking soundtrack <laughs> music ever. All due respect to whatever else John Williams has done, sure, Duel of the Fates is awesome. Not the fucking same. Does not bring out that fucking appropriate for the movie feelings as well. It's a great piece. You can use it for multiple things. Raise the Lost Ark is made for this type of movie and is fucking perfect. I literally had to pee so bad, but I stayed to the Raiders March, the fucking end credits because the Raiders fucking March in the theater. It's the last time I'm going to hear it like that unless I go see when they release another Raiders movie. But in general, it's the last time and it was fucking worth it. It's so iconic too. You hear that music, yeah. you immediately know. And it's it's just perfect. Like like people love the Imperial March. Yeah, it's good. It's not the same. Sorry. It just doesn't hit the same. It it does well. And like John Williams is a fucking master. The master. If he does not go down as the greatest, you know, composer of soundtracks ever. Fucking, I can't wait to see what the fucking successor does because that beats some <laughs> shit. Because he is the absolute master. 
Michael Giacchino, great, but still playing second fiddle. What can I say? <sighs> Told you to take up all the time. That's fine. That's the purpose. That's all of right. It. <laughs> I mean, I always have my list of here that I keep, and then I just re up the list. <laughs> I will say, even though I don't necessarily enjoy the seats at the theater, worth it. All right, guys. Uh, that is actually our episode. It is now eight thirty. Um, John's double drunk. John's double double <laughs> drunk, and everything. It's empty. It's empty. It's gone. It's gone. You have finished um, your juice box. We will yes. send you off. <laughs> you finished your juice box. <laughs> well played. Well played. The hat would be off, but it's already off. We're gonna send y'all off to Aggie Law Girl. They oh, are doing some MechWarrior online. Give her yep. a good shout out and say hey. AC twenty some motherfuckers. And make sure you say hi to her. Uh, yep. And follow if you haven't. Um, she's good peeps. Good peeps. Super fun. And she's got a puppers. Puppers. Use the channel points. Make their feed the puppers treats. You know, so many times a stream because she doesn't want her puppers to get fat, which is smart. But puppers. Yeah. But puppers. Serotonin. Happy chemicals. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. All right, guys. We're going to send you off. Make sure, like it says, if you see something, say something. Say something. If you can do something, do something. If you can't, find somebody that will. For more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Captain Mizzy. Good night. Bunch of fucking Nazi. <laughs> so I get this raid going. Can't click buttons. Save my life. And I'm the fucking drunk one. <laughs> But you're not the weird one. Fair. I mean, it's <laughs> odd that I'm not the weird one, but fair. I mean, it's Gonzo. I mean, yes. <laughs> to be fair, Zanderwood, sober John punches Nazis. That's, yeah, that's just John. <laughs> <laughs>